Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's goody, as my good friend Big Marv says. Hi, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad from behind the steel curtain. I am your podcast producer, and with me as always on Mondays is the legend, the most tenured veteran here at Behind the Steel Curtain, commentary extraordinaire, the man with the microphone now and the man with the golden pen. His name is Tony Defio. Hey, Brian. Happy Monday. Happy first day of padded practices at Steelers training camp. Yes, sirree, Tony. I am so excited. Uh, here we go. So 28 days, 28 days until opening night for the Pittsburgh Steelers in front of no fans at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey facing the New York Giants. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's getting closer and closer. And of course, we still have, we're still under the uh, cloud of COVID and you never know what's going to happen then. But for right now, what we're saying is 28 days. So that's a Sandra Bullock day movie, isn't it? It could be. It could be. I, 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 I don't think it was. Much. Yeah. And it sounds uh, it's like a movie. Either that or a horror film or 28 days later or something. And then, then 28 days with uh, when she was in rehab or something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> she wasn't in rehab. Her character was in rehab. But hey, once again, as we always say, when we get on YouTube, when we get on, uh, when we're with you on the air, on um, the streaming network, we can't do this without all of you. And I'm seeing some uh, really nice names, good friends, Mike Smith. T Money, Ryan O'Toole, John Trent. That's, that's my good friend. We were just walking on the track yesterday together. T Money. I yeah, love Terry. it. Yeah. All right. Donald Nolan says 28 Days Later is a zombie flick. Stephen Carestas. Um, yeah, there's Stephen in there. And he's uh, he's telling us, yeah, I think uh, she was a recovering alcoholic in that movie. Um, 28 Days. Ezra's in the house. Big Brosco. Kathy Fred. Bill and Gina forever. I always have trouble with that because it's, I want to go forever. Then I've got to go forever. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, John, John Trent's in here. Dennis Sheridan calling us the dynamic duo. And uh, he'll be in a little bit later, I'm sure. But Big Marvel come in and call us the Beastie Boys. And uh, I, think, I think we've got to adopt that. I don't know where he came up with that. But uh, we could be the BTSC. Beastie Boys, the Beatsy Boys. <laughs> well, no, we can't be the Beatsy Boys. That's that sounds weird. Big Bro Scoes in the house. My man Rich, Sean Manahan, Ryan O'Toole, Vinny Versace. So uh, those are some names. And hey, uh, Dave Tideback too. Um, so if I missed anybody, I apologize. I'm just going through real quick. Look, we can't do the show without all our friends in the live chat. And this is the Q&A. So there's going to be questions to ask later on. And we're going to do it. We're going to get to the Q&A. Here comes Snowman. Snowman says, hello, Steeler Nation. So he's in the house as well. So, Tony, what were your perceptions of day one of padded practices for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Not a lot of information out there, is there? No. Um, I just basically, I was trying to pay attention to see if anybody got hurt, if anybody uh, tested positive for the for the virus but that really i'm just just happy to see the guys out there you know 
on the field, uh, finally scrimmaging and doing whatever they, they were doing. They really couldn't get a whole lot of info, like you said, but I was just happy to see it finally, uh, finally kick off, so to speak. So uh, you mentioned uh, off air, and I, w- I want to bring this up. What do you think is the reason for the lack of information? Because usually when they are at uh, St. Vincent College, there's plenty of people around, plenty of information, and plenty of uh, information to get out there. But you have some thoughts that they're afraid of spies. I think that's exactly what it is. I think they're they're a little paranoid because because uh, it's the information age, it's the digital age, and and even though practice at Latrobe is wide open and any any little old spy could get in there, uh, I've seen Bill Bill Belichick. Uh, on plenty of memes, dressed up as pl- plenty of different uniforms, as, as acting as a spy, according to fans. So, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that. But, but when it's it's on it's on video feed, so people think that could be hacked into. And I think it's just their p- paranoia. I mean, we we heard stories from the early '70s all the way f- as far back as uh, then of coaches not you know getting paranoid when they they would see a blimp overhead or a helicopter. So I, I think that's what it is. They want to they want to control, as Jeff said, they want to control the narrative. Of, of what gets out there now uh mike smith says i saw there were guys in pads ben hit chase that's about it um and he also said belichick is watching um <laughs> bill and gina forever is going to watch uh, via youtube right now reed just jumped in the house and hey everybody i uh, you know the funny memes about belichick i haven't seen all of them i've seen them throughout the years but i'm sure he's got a, he's a doordash driver or an uber <laughs> eats driver um, I bet you he's moonlighting in different cities, you know, showing up. Uh, hi, this is Bill from Grubhub. You know, that's right. The electrician, whatever, you know, <laughs> bringing the water coolers in. And I love this Rhino tool. He's my buddy. Just because you were paranoid doesn't mean they aren't out to get you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You ever watch The Departed? He, uh, Leo spent the whole movie paranoid and he had a right to be at the end, as, as it turned out. So, so let's, let's get back into this. Uh, Cause I can talk to parted. I could talk, uh, I could talk Nicholson and all those guys all day. Uh, my boy Wahlberg was in that too. Wasn't he? He won an Emmy for that or no, an Oscar. I should say an Oscar for best I'm, supporting actor. I, you know, I, I could get into the whole uh, Mark Wahlberg thing. Cause I'm a big boogie nights fan. That's where I, he became my favorite. Um, but you know, let's get into the Steelers. And one person is probably loving the lack of information in Pittsburgh Steeler land right now in training camp. And who do you think that would be, Tony Defio? That would be one head coach, Mike Tomlin, the guy who who specializes in not giving information out during press conferences. So uh, he's probably loving the fact that that he can sort of keep everything contained, if you will, in, in, in a little uh, virtual video bubble. You know what? So we, uh, I started this a couple of years ago and, uh, Dave and Rich Schofield picked up on this with me calling him Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. So I think it's time. I think he's earned it. I mean, he's starting his 14th season. I think Michael Petaway Tomlin <laughs> deserves a shout. So Mike Petaway Tomlin. Um, yeah, you know, he's loving this. Oh yeah. You, you know, this is, a. Uh, that is such a, that's a, such a cool name. It's like, hi, Michael Petaway Tomlin. That's right. That's what I would use. Yeah. I, if Petaway, I, if I, had, I love it. If I had a choice between that and Julius, I know what I would use. You're Tony Julius? Oh, yeah. 
TJ. I'm I'm another TJ, just like TJ. TJ. Yeah, so uh, they call me Tony Julius Jules. Yeah, hell yeah, that's what my uncle is called, Jules. Tony Jules. That's that's your soprano's name. Hey, watch out the watch out there for Tony Jules. He's gonna come, and you're gonna pay for Tony Jules. It's coming in the eye with a pen. Is my Italian? I'm half Italian. My Italian accent's not even good. Hey, you watch out for Tony Jules. He's coming for you. <laughs> Look, Tony Jules. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Tony Jules. I like All it. right. The Beastie Boy, Tony Jules. Um, <laughs> so, um, Ezra says, I love being under the radar. And that's, uh, you know, no problem being under the radar. But what we're talking about with Michael Petaway Tomlin today is uh, something a little bigger that would put him majorly on the radar and it's kind of big picture because he has had an amazing career in Pittsburgh. Not a lot of people want to admit that Um, just like, and it's not a Mike Tomlin thing. And (laughs) Donald Nolan says worst accent impressions ever. I am notorious for being that bad. (laughs) And I'm half Italian. Uh, Tony Um, Jules. Tony Jules. Um, So, but here's the thing. He's getting ready to start his 14th season. A lot of people will throw in, in into the narrative the fact that, well, he won the Super Bowl with Tomlin's guys. Right. I don't ever subscribe to that. Right. And, I mean, we can talk about that. If somebody could bring it up, and, you know, I have no problem with you bringing that up, and that's a great barroom debate, no problem. But when we're talking about any head coach in Pittsburgh, remember how long it took for Bill Tomlin, excuse me, Bill Coward to be taken seriously. He was in the shadows of Noel. Tomlin's been in the shadows of, of Bill Cower. But right. the great thing about it is we're going on season number 52 of only three head coaches. Right. And that's absolutely amazing. Um, another season, another full season, actually fi- he would need 15. And so he's going into 14, another 15 to tie Tomlin excuse me, to Ty Cower. And here's the interesting thing. Bill Cower just punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame. All right. He just punched it with a record of 149, 90, and one. Two more seasons than Tomlin. To tie that record, for Mike Tomlin to tie Bill Cower's record, does he need to go 32-0 and in that stretch, in that does he need to go 32 and 0 to tie that record? No. no, no. He's got to go 8 and 8, Tony. 8 and 8. He's 16 and 16 behind Bill Cower. They both have one Super Bowl. Now, Sean Manahan um, is saying this right here, and this is pretty much the point of our show. If Tomlin wins another Super Bowl, he's definitely a Hall of Fame coach. I'm saying right now that he's a Hall of Fame coach. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Tony, are you going to agree with that? Yeah, I mean, and plus he's so young yet. I mean, people forget, you know, he's our age. Yeah. And he's been he's been coaching forever, so you figure he's going to be coaching for another 10 or 15 years. He's 48 years old. Yeah, uh, so if, if it's not here in Pittsburgh, which why wouldn't it be, as long as he keeps the team competitive, even without Ben, once Ben leaves. And we saw a little preview of that last year, what he could do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think even without the Super Bowl, he's he's a Hall of Famer because, like somebody said in, in the live chat, and forgive me for not for not remembering who said that, but 
their their career arcs are relative pretty much identical. I mean, they, they came in the same age into the NFL. They've won the same amount of Super Bowls. They won. They've been to the same amount of Super Bowls. Uh, the only difference is is Tomlin's had uh, more years with Ben than, than than Cowher did. That's the only difference, really. Uh, and the, and of course the losing seasons. But you could you could sort of say, well, well, Cowher didn't have uh, Roethlisberger, so that made it might have explained the fact that he had a few losing seasons, whereas Tomlin's always had Ben, so you know that's why he's never had a losing season. But I think they're identical. And of course, uh, another Super Bowl will cement his Hall of Fame credentials. But I just think longevity from this point on. You mentioned his record. He's just going to keep. He's just going to keep climbing up the ladder as far as all-time head coaching record. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think he. I think one another Super Bowl will, will do it for him. But I think he's already in right now. As long as he, as he, you know, through longevity, that that'll push him through too. So let's get to that all-time coaching record in just a moment. I just want to bring up a couple comments here. Mike Smith says, we saw what he did with a rising defense and no franchise quarterback. We'll see what he does with Ben back. So remember, the man's never had a losing season, like you said, Tony. He was 8-8, eight and eight, and last year was a disaster, and he was still 8-8. Eight and eight. Do you Could you imagine what could have been last year if, uh, if he didn't keep it together? It could have been, it could have been just awful yeah I mean, yeah we they still picked we, 18th yeah and we've seen plenty of i think plenty of other examples of that over the last decade or so 2010 when ben was suspended uh they had a lot of injury problems and then of course right after the 2011 season when they when they start sort of started to turn the roster over you know the defense got old and people people started to retire they could have really, really easily fall, fallen off the cliff especially that 2013 season and he they almost made the playoffs that year. So yeah, absolutely. Let's, I want to bring this up from Ezra. This, uh, he feels that a Super Bowl win this year stamps four tickets to Canton. Pouncey, Cam Hayward, David DeCastro, and Mike Tomlin. Do you agree with that? Uh, three of them. I would definitely, because I think, I think, uh, lineman, offensive linemen get more of a benefit of the doubt than, than, other players because of statistics or just, you know, you, people see the pro bowls and the all pros and obviously the Castro and Pouncey have plenty of those. Uh, as far as Cam Hayward, I mean, I was impressed last year watching the pro bowl and hearing Booger McFarland who gets made fun of a lot on online, but, but he said, I think he's a, he, he's a hall of famer. And I, that's the first time I ever heard anybody say that. So uh, if they win another Super Bowl and, and Cam's part of that, then I think all four of them get, get in. So um, I'm just looking at some things here. Um, Port Nequenba says uh, Tomlin was eight and five last year. I turned off the TV after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good. Yeah. He was eight and five. I'd like to forget those last three games. Uh, those last three games were kind of a disaster. Um, Duck got figured out basically. And Mason Rudolph gets hurt again. So that's, right. re that's really what happened there. Um TA Digital says Hayward needs a Super Bowl ring and about three solid years, which he's capable of. And that's uh, Ezra says Cam's a question mark. I think Cam might be a question mark as well. Um, very solid career. I love his career. One of my favorite Steelers. And you know what? They're probably all my favorite Steelers. 
Only the the one that I uh, you, you've been around me for five years now. The one Steeler that I I could not stand was Mike Mitchell. He's not a Steeler anymore, and so but pretty much everybody's my favorite Steeler. It, it's well, hard. He was, for that. he was like Ryan Clark without the uh, without the uh, great play on the field. <laughs> without the yeah. talent. <laughs> yeah, um, he could talk yeah. a good game. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, we've had some safeties that could talk. We had Lethon Flowers too, but um, you know, I'm I'm getting off track. I want to talk about. I want to continue to talk about Mike Tomlin though, and where he ranks all time. So that's a big deal. Where would you think, Tony, that Mike Tomlin in the entire in his entire career in the entire 100 seasons of the NFL, where do you think he is as far as wins? I'd say just based on longevity and because how many coaches last 14 years and the fact that he's never had a losing season, I would say definitely the top 25 to 30. You're, you're there, man. You're there. Number 25, Mike Tomlin is 25th all time. Now among current coaches, where do you think he is among current coaches? And, and you hit the, I mean, you could go the same uh, rationale, with the fact that he's had uh, longevity, but we know who number one is. I'd say obviously Belichick, Pete Carroll has been around for a while and Andy Reed. Other than that, there's nobody else. Maybe Man, John you, Harbaugh. You were on your game today. Um, Harbaugh is actually 35th. He has 118 wins. Um, Tomlin is at 133 wins. He is tied Actually, you know what? I got to tell you, I was we were both wrong, Tony. I'm looking at this list and I was saying that he was 25th, he is not. He's tied for 23rd with Pete Carroll, John Fox, and Mike Tomlin. Well, he's not tied with himself, but you know what I'm saying. So, right. um at 133 wins, 6 wins for either Carroll or Tomlin is going to and that should be given for both of those guys. We'll uh, put them, put them uh, right behind. Uh, actually, put them ahead of Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Tony Dungy has 139. Marv Levy has 143, and I think I projected them already to uh, the Steelers to go 11 and five. And so there is, it could be conceivable that at the end of this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers could own number 20 and number 21. With Bill Cower at 149, and depending on where what Pete Carroll does, um, but I would project at the end of this season for Mike Tomlin to have those 11 wins and be 21st because he can't surpass Tomlin this year. It's impossible. He could. He could tie him if he goes 16 and 0. Come on, we we don't expect that with with any team, um, but he could come very close. Right. Just to give you an idea. And if anybody's asking, Chuck Knoll is ninth at 193. So very soon in the next two seasons, the Pittsburgh Steelers should have three, the three coaches that have um, had the headset on for the last 52 years will be in the top 20 all time. And, you know, the guys ahead of them, not everybody's in the Hall of Fame, but I think uh, I think a great year this year, Tony. I think a Super Bowl, 
or a fantastic season puts him in. Bronze bust, yellow gold jacket, ring ceremony. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, th- those those are – they define a head coach uh, winning Super Bowls. It's like the late Dwight White said once uh, about teams that won, win one Super Bowl. You, you, you celebrate it, you remember it, but the ones that win two or three – they're immortalized. And, and uh, you mentioned some of the coaches that are ahead of him, Tony Dungy's in the hall of fame or he, and he has a similar record, you know um, who else? John Madden. I'm sure he's ahead of him, right. Or he's, he's roughly around the same. And is he in the hall of fame? John Madden. I think he is. I believe John Madden is in the hall of fame. Yeah. Um, And come to think of it, he probably has, he probably has, he probably has less of a uh, less wins than, than Tomlin does because he oh, did yeah. coach coach long. Yeah, so he's behind him, and and, and so uh, I, I think I think you're right. I think one more cements cements it. But like, as I said, I think if he continues to climb up that ladder and, and get closer and closer to the top ten by the time he retires, I think there's no doubt he's a Hall of Famer. So when we're looking at the list here. Um, John Madden is 43rd all time because he only has 103 wins, but he is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So let's look at the top 20. And I'm just going to uh, read the list off to you. Don Shula, George Hallis, Bill Belichick, Tom Landry, Curly Lambeau, and Paul Brown, one through six, all in the Hall of Fame. Andy Reid's not. And the reason Andy Reid's not is he's... Because, uh, well, Bill Belichick's not in the Hall of Fame. You know he's going to be. But right. Belichick at number three and Andy Reid at number seven, they're current coaches, they're active, they're not going to be in. The one guy at number eight that's not in, which I could see eventually getting in, but Marty Schottenheimer does not have a ring, but he's there at number eight. Dan Reeves at 10, Chuck Knox at 11, Jeff Fisher at 12. I don't see Jeff Fisher going in. Parcells at 13, he's in. Tom Coughlin, Mike Shanahan, Mike Holmgren. They're not in, but they're ahead. Um, Those guys will get in. Bud Grant's in. Joe Gibbs is in. Steve Owen is in. And if you don't know Steve Owen, from 1930 to 1953, he he was a coach. And I don't remember him at at all Um, as far as his, uh, his coaching record. But it, he was with the New York Giants. So that is Steve Owen. And then at number 20, you have William Laird Cower from somewhere close to you, Tony. He is in Crafton, PA, a few streets down from me. Uh, Cower Way. And guess what? In Ingram, which is uh, one borough over, there's a Knoll Way. So I'm, I'm surrounded by greatness. <laughs> that's awesome well we'll talk more about the tomlin way when we wrap up part one of the steelers q a and we'll do that now we'll wrap that up and we'll be right back right after this <laughs> 